Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Happy football week to everybody around the tri-state in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. It's the season opening games across the tri-state, and uh, what a great way to kick off a high school sports calendar year uh, with uh, several games to watch, and we're going to have it all covered for you here with the WCPO High School Insider Podcast the entire season long, all the way through December in the state championship games. A little bit later, we're going to have a conversation with Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown organizer Tom Gamble about this year's lineup in the 24th annual Crosstown Showdown. This High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play for August is the Chicken Club Sandwich. Go for the extra point with the side of their macaroni and cheese. Well, everybody is talking about the big Lakota West at St. Xavier matchup on Friday night is a rematch of the 2020 Division I regional final at Lakota West. Such a memorable game that people remember that uh, Liam Clifford had that game-winning touchdown, which is seconds to go to lift the Bombers to victory. They would end up winning the Division I state championship as well. But I had a chance to catch up with St. Xavier Athletic Director Brian Reinhardt this week, talking about not only the anticipation of this season, but what to expect from a sold-out crowd there at RDI Stadium. Um, yeah, is, we're excited. It's already starting. I mean, you can feel it. Our freshmen are in today for freshman orientation. All of our faculty and staff have been in since Friday. So the school is certainly coming to life, and you can just uh, get the sense of anticipation and excitement, you know, not only to be back to school, but to uh, to get fall sports underway. And we're just really excited to be opening such a big game uh, week one. And it's a week earlier, so it's a little uh, chaotic with everything else going on. But uh, – I know our team's getting ready. They've been working all summer. And, um, yeah, us as a school and us as athletics, we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting, uh, thrilling. You know, people are anxious to get out and about uh, to do things, of course. Um, so we know that uh, it's going to be a hot ticket, and it's certainly going to be, um, you know, up to, its, up to the expectation of a rematch, certainly from last year. Two different, completely different teams, but uh, a nice little rivalry, of course, with our coaches and now with our players as well. Did you say, do you have an anticipation of the crowd size or tickets? Uh, yeah, I mean, we hold around 7,500. So um, we have no doubt that uh, we will we will reach that, certainly. So we are uh, being strategic in how we uh, release tickets. You know, last year, everything was via code and a certain number. So uh, people are kind of used to that. So we are working with Lakota West to make sure that, you know, our students, especially and our football families, are able to get tickets before we really open it up to the whole public. Uh, because we know there's so many people want to come, but we want to make sure those people uh, have you know first priority, and then we'll be opening up later in the week for the general public until we sell out. And um, any restrictions or any protocols that we're aware of is before ending no, this game? Uh, no, you know it's it's very much a uh, school by school and, and basis. You know the OHSA, Hamilton County, State of Ohio has not um, said about any regulations at, at this point. Certainly, we want to encourage people to, to be safe while plenty, you know, hand sanitizer, hand washing. We're encouraged people to wear masks if they can't stay within six feet. Uh, we know it's outside, so uh, for the most part, it's, it's hard to transmit it, uh, as, as we know via science, which is important. Uh, but no, there would not be necessarily any regulations uh, per se on that, but we will be making announcements and reminders uh, for people to, you know, it's always good to do that anyway. Um, going forward with flu season and just, you know, that many people in, in that amount of space, certainly you always want to be careful. Well, as you can tell there from Brian Reinhardt, the anticipation is sky high for hosting this uh, big time game on Friday night. And uh, as, as you could also hear 
uh, in his voice and, and seeing his smile, the, uh, the chance to bring back fans at a full capacity there at RDI Stadium at Balaban Field is just something to behold. So um, I know that a lot of people will be uh, looking forward to that game, and that's going to be certainly one to watch. And obviously, you're going to have to look to that matchup again uh, once the postseason arrives as well. But transitioning a little bit to Mason head football coach Brian Kastner, they're having a 60th anniversary reunion of all the teams that have uh, played throughout the Mason Comets football history it's a really neat uh, uh, event that they have set up here. And uh, Brian talked about the significance of Mason football within the community and a chance to bring back 50 plus alumni on Friday night. Yeah. Tell me how this uh, came about when you started preparing for it and how you sent out the invitations, all that sort of thing. So um, basically, you know, we always talk about the long green line uh, as a staff, uh, I lean on my coordinators a lot. Darren Little's a, uh, a, a graduate of Mason. Is this going to be a pregame thing or halftime ceremony? Halftime. Well, we're going to do a pregame at six where we'll have tents set up and, you know, they'll have food and drinks and then kind of a meet and greet and talk. And our coaches will be in and out of that because we'll be getting ready for the game, obviously. Um, and then at 645, they're going to come into our, our locker room for the pregame talk. And then uh, after that, they'll, you know, watch the game. And then at halftime, we're going to recognize all the way from basically the 50-yard the line all the way, you know, 50-plus yard line to the, the one-yard line, which is the goal line closest to the locker room where team one will be. And uh, I think right now we're at like seven or eight players from team one, um, which is, again, pretty cool. Uh, we did it and we did something similar to, to this uh, when we did uh, team team 50, 50 years of celebration. Cause that was my second, third year. I think it was uh, second year, second, third year. And we actually, that's when Tom Lichtenberg was still alive. Uh, but we had Tom Lichtenberg there and then Tim Lichtenberg and, and some of the, the uh, bigger names as coaches. Uh, I take a lot of pride in, in being, the head football coach at Mason High School. I don't take it lightly ever. And I understand the, 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 you know, being at the largest high school in the state of Ohio, I understand that I'm the seventh head coach in the history of Mason football. And uh, the six prior to me, um, you know, I, I, I think about them. I got it on my desk in, in my office. I look at those six, six names every day. Um, actually, Gary Popovich is on, my, on our staff. So, you know, two of the last seven are still coaching at Mason high school. Um, and then the other ones obviously are, are the Lichtenbergs and, you know, Submac and, and those guys, but um, I, I don't take any of that lightly. And I'm very passionate about what, what we're trying to do, not just on the field, but off the field and creating that tradition. I've known Mason head football coach, Brian Kastner for a number of years. This is his 12th year at the helm. And you could tell he talks about the long green line wherever he has a chance it is genuine for him. It is authentic. And I know uh, it will evoke a lot of emotions, not only for Brian and his coaching staff, but for the players and all the fans there at Dwyer Field on Friday night. Hey, everybody, I want to remind you that this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play for August is the Chicken Club Sandwich. Go for the extra point with the side of their macaroni and cheese. Well, this past week, I had an opportunity to catch up with in-game sports president Tom Gamble, the longtime organizer of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown, 
we talked a lot about high school football and matchups, but uh, I think the true uh, takeaway from the conversation was about getting back to full fan capacity at these high school football venues. And take a listen to what Tom said about the history of the showdown, but also the opportunity to engage fans once again. Tom, it's hard to believe it's the high school football season already in Ohio. Maybe the earliest start that I can ever remember. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong about that. But uh, the 24th annual Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown begins this week. And Tom, uh, tell me what you're looking forward to the most about this year's schedule. Well, Mike, I got to be honest with you, hopefully a normal season of high school football, right? And, and, I, and I do believe, I, I don't remember it ever being August 19th, August 20th. That does seem earlier. And at least now we have all three of the tri-state, you know, the states all starting on the same week because it used to be hard to figure all that out. But I, I'm just looking forward to, Mike, I just think, I, you know, as you do, we, we all love high school football. I think it's, and I think last year was so different that you just hope that, you know, student sections can get back to being the way they were and, and, and fans and stands and packed crowds and compel. We just hope that's the way it is because I think that's what makes high school football, and not only in this area, but anywhere, is, is when, and you know, there, we have some great programs, some great players, great teams, and it just seemed weird last year. I mean, we were out there on the sidelines hanging out, doing our same thing, you know, with, with the protocol in place. But, you know, when you just showed up and there was hardly anybody there, just it was just a weird feeling. So, to me, that's the thing I'm most looking forward to because I do think we have some really, really – if you look at the preseason rankings in Ohio and the state, we've obviously got some pretty darn good teams in this region again. Well, Tom, obviously you had your uh, VIP uh, kickoff dinner there with all the uh, area high school head football coaches uh, involved in the showdown recently. And um, just tell me, you know, what's the vibe? You just got, you kind of alluded to it, uh, the fact of last year and, and hopefully having a much more quote unquote uh, normal season this yeah. year. But uh, what are the coaches saying about, uh, you know, getting back at it this August? Well, I know this, Mike, when you offer coaches a skyline chili buffet and a beverage or two, that they're ready to roll. I mean, I think, you know, we, we created this thing and we do it at the fourth and Sycamore skyline chili downtown. And it's designed to just be a kind of a casual fun evening before it really all begins, you know, get together with your colleagues. And that's Mike, I think that's, what's cool to see Tom Bolden and Steve Speck just hang out near the front of the restaurant and talk for 45 minutes to an hour. Those guys that'll be against each other states one and two defending state champ met in the regional with that great game. Um, just hanging out. I, I sense, Mike, the same sentiment that I kind of talked about earlier. I think they all, you know, last year, you didn't just have to be a high school football coach. You had to be someone dealing with protocols and, and, and everything from a medical standpoint with, with COVID-19. So, I mean, they were more, you know, coaching was part of it. Now they're hoping, and again, we're all hoping that you just get to get back to coaching. So last year, they had to do much more than that. And I'm not saying, and I, for, I can tell you from being out there, I, I thought all the schools and all the coaches did an outstanding job for never having faced a global pandemic before. But I think this year, I think they're just getting ready to get back to traditional, the Friday nights, to having fun, to, you know, being able to, to focus on football and, and enjoying themselves. And I think, I think they all know, I think there are a lot of programs out there that have a chance to be really good. Some are young, some graduated a ton. It, it, it's another year, um, you know, and it's starting over. And, you know, tonight, or, or I should say last week was the last week of scrimmages. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, I just think everybody's really ready to get it rolling and hope it continues moving in the right direction. 
Now, Tom, I don't know if you can address this or not, because I know this is just a rumor, but I had heard that um, this opening weekend, there was a chance that uh, prior to the scheduling being finalized, that there were going to be some games at TQL Stadium. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure can. I'm happy to, Mike. Uh, yeah, we uh, started, I want to say, eight to ten months ago. Uh, I had the opportunity to go down and visit. It was kind of when it was just brick and mortar, and, and, and you know, they were showing me the renderings and, and expressing an interest that they would love to host some high school football games down there. So I'm sure uh, the general manager of the facility, a guy named Dan Lally, he was the GM of Crew Stadium back when we held Moeller and Pickerington North up there as part of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. Then he went to Sporting KC. He's from Greater Cincinnati. Now he's back here. And boy, when I saw that facility, I'm like, wow. You know, you want to do some football? We've got just the football. And, and he knows of the showdown, knew of it since then. So we met and talked and really got to the point where we had two games scheduled, Lakota West, St. X, and Covington Catholic and Elder. And, and we're intending on it being this Friday, one game, Saturday, the other. Until, and, and look, when, if you're in soccer and they're obviously an MLS team with an awesome brand new facility and you get a chance to host us mexico in a world cup qualifier which they do and, and i've been told that uh, they're going to get another us the women's national team here in probably what would be an exhibition etc but the way it works in the soccer world is they have stipulations i.e if we're going to bring this match to you you have to do this one of that is not have any non-soccer events on your playing serves. If you remember when the U.S. men's team came to Nippert Stadium when FC Cincinnati was playing there, they made them put a grass field on top of the field that FC Cincinnati played on. So, you know, I mean, again, for them, it's huge. Uh, they, they were great, and I love the fact that they're interested. Next year being, I believe, 25-year anniversary silver, I think that's the – but it what a way to kind of have the 25-year anniversary and really kind of blow this thing out if we're able to go down there We've had discussions about next year. Hopefully we'll be able to lock that down much earlier. But, yeah, disappointed because I know these teams were really excited about that opportunity. But, you know, when you're at St. X Friday night, it'll be packed. When you're at the pit Friday night, it'll be packed. So, I mean, that's the one thing about when you have to go back to the campus facility. And for me, if you remember the NCAA rules preventing a third party, i.e. my company, in-game Sports, from – from using a facility of a BCS school, Nippert Stadium, University of Cincinnati, which was our anchor hub for the showdown for 18 years. And uh, then that went away. So, uh, you know, looking forward and hopefully be able to use this awesome facility, TQL Stadium. And fans are right on the field, a lot of offerings for club seating and suites, et cetera. So it'd be really cool if we can make that happen for our 25-year anniversary. I know you probably get to ask this every season, but uh, with all the NCAA – Rules changing at lightning speed right now. Do you ever see Nipper coming back into the picture for the showdown? That's a great question. I mean, I certainly would, would love it if, if it could be that way. Um, but who knows? I, I mean, the NCAA, I mean, with all that's going on, you know, now with the lightness and the image and all, I mean, that's, you know, and that's, that's something I think people at the high school level are even going, uh-oh, you know, where, where do we go with this? What, will this ever become a factor? And I believe in California, it already may be that. So anyway, I, I think, you know, for me, I'll wait until that, you know, kind of ground clears and then think about it. But until then, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And the whole purpose of the showdown, Mike, has always been to kind of provide a center stage, provide a spotlight for what we believe here is some of the best high school football played anywhere. And that's what we will continue to do. The format's changed now. It's not 
kind of crammed into a week or two weeks, leading off, kicking off the season. It's now all season long with a focus, a featured game on Friday nights. And, you know, it's worked well the last couple of years, so we'll just keep doing what we're doing. What's the process of unveiling this year's schedule? Yeah, so this kind of started last year because of COVID, frankly. What I chose to do last year was we we knew we weren't going to be able to do a lot of the kind of on-site activation stuff because of the the crowds wouldn't be there. So we went to more digital platforms and and people really liked it. Interviews and features with players and coaches. We've got a couple added features this year I'll tell you about. So last year, what I decided to do was wait until the week of the game. Obviously, we talked to the schools well in advance about having that particular game in week four or week seven be our showdown game. But I didn't want a situation where we announced the game and then all of a sudden, because somebody were to test positive, they'd have to then a school. I didn't want to make them feel bad because, oh, man. So we had a couple, even a couple behind the scenes that we'd intended to, we had to change. So but when we were thinking in the offseason, I thought, you know what? People seem to kind of like that. And look, dude, it's not like, you know, Perry Mason could figure this out, right? Well, we're not trying to be sluice here and, and, and withhold information. But people kind of like the fact that early in that week, we announced that showdown game. So that's what we're doing. At our, on our Twitter, at X-Town Showdown, we'll have daily content. You know, when, when you do stuff, we'll post it there. Uh, this interview, people will be able to watch it if they missed it there. And, of course, if you missed me the first time, you certainly don't want to miss the second time. I'm being facetious. But nonetheless, you know, that's where – that's kind of our central hub, not just for showdown info, which is our focus, but for anything that's high school football related that we find interesting, that we think somebody who's a big high school football fan may want to read, may want to watch, we'll post it there. Get that sense going back to 2020 for a final thought, just just the sense of gratitude that everybody had to be able to play last year. And even more so, I asked a couple coaches, even this off season uh, going into this year. And I mean, do you get that sense? I mean, 24 years of the showdown. Yeah. uh, I know you take nothing for granted. You, you understand we we both know what it's like to work within high school sports, but uh, what are you most proud of with the showdown? Well, you know, Mike, I think it's funny you say that about last year. And I think the one thing I do hear from coaches is, you know, and, and kids don't realize this now, but can you imagine at your reunion or when your football team gets together 20, 25 years from now, they'll be able to talk about a senior season that, and I'm not saying, you know what I mean, now it sucks, but they'll be able to say, do you remember that? Remember how difficult that was, what we went through? And I think, you know, if you're, if you're a St. X, you're not going to forget they've won four state championships, but that's one. Maybe, and obviously 2016 for different reasons on the field and finishing five and five and all that. But I think that's the thing that I think everybody should be most proud of. Media inclusive, anybody who had an event, schools, man, the work, people have no idea. The work that coaches and athletic directors, not just in football, but in any sport last year, put in just to make things stay, stay safe, to be able to stage the games, to be able to give student athletes the opportunity to participate. And I don't think, you know, that's the one thing I would tell you, Mike, you know me, I'm outspoken on this stuff. I think parents today are just ridiculous. I mean, I think on all levels, they're ludicrous. Um, And I think they don't understand. And, And if you saw, I know you see it, we see it. If they saw all the work, and let's be honest, athletic directors, you know, you look at ADs at the college level and you look at, you know, other professional sports and what people are paid, folks, Trust me, trust me, 
they're not being paid that at this level. They're doing it for the right reasons or doing it because they love it. That's why we do it, Mike. I mean, like, you know, people, you know, it's not like any of us are getting ready to head down to, you know, Florida for the rest of our lives in some mansion. You know what I mean? I just hope to get down there a week a year and figure it out when we can go. And you know, but we do it because we honestly enjoy this. And I, and I don't know about you, Mike, the one thing that last year did for me, I miss being able to really commiserate with the people. I mean, this is a, I know you love talking to the people and getting good stories and all that. That's what I missed about last year. We still did it to a degree as much we could, but, but that's what I love. You know, back in my days as a high school reporter, that's the thing I loved going out, hanging out at a practice where you'd find out those really cool stories and stuff. That's what I missed about last year. And hopefully now we're going to get back to some of that. It was probably a two thought uh, type of question there for you, but what are you most proud of? The showdown after 24 years you know mike i think the thing i'm most proud of is, is the fact that that we've a, a couple things one skyline chili mercy health orthopedics and sports medicine meyer i mean when you can keep when you somebody even posted this on our twitter account like it says something when you've got the same sponsors for a, almost a quarter century so i think you know now they recognize this is where they want to be communities you know the thing that people have passionate about I think, I, I think doing enough, and, and, and I think on the school level, being able to, to put forth games, you know, it's hard to pick 10 weeks of memorable moments from 24 years and over 300 games, you know. So I think that, Mike, I mean, keeping, you know, Elder's been in this every single year. You know, we posted on our Twitter account the other schools that are in it almost every year. And the only reason some of them weren't is we had weird scheduling scenarios I think that's the other thing. This is going to sound goofy. Never not, never having to not go to somebody and go, hey, I got some bad news for you. I know you were counting on me to schedule your week one game. I don't have an opponent for you. I mean, because people don't realize I was the one who really schools entrusted in me for decades to find them a week one game. And let me tell you, there were some years, whew, there were some close, close calls where I would sit there like early in the calendar year and go, uh-oh, like literally, I can't find them a game. And fortunately, that never happened. But I think to provide that center stage, Mike, and to see and to turn on college games on Saturday, pro games on Sunday, and see showdown alums. You know, at one time, we had 30 active players in the NFL from the showdown. And I mean, I don't even know the number on Saturday. And we're not talking about Saturdays like, you know, I'm, I'm not even considering some of the levels. I'm talking about big-time college football to, to be able to see that and know and remember when. You know, remember when Braxton Miller ran for 205 yards in the first half and Wayne was handing Moeller one. And Moeller came back, and at the end, Tucker Scove scored, I think, his fourth touchdown on the fourth down at the end of the game on national TV, and they beat Wayne. And in the second half, Moeller's defense held Miller to less than 10 yards. It's stuff like that. Jalen Marshall, you know, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. That's the stuff to me that, that where you kind of – and you get so immersed in doing everything to make it happen, you rarely sit back and go, man, that's kind of cool, you know. So I think that's just having the types of, of games. And it's a tribute. It isn't me. It's a tribute to the type and quality of people and the effort of coaches and players. That's what matters most. About this, you have a player in the NBA too, uh, Miles McBride. Well, think about this. 
Well, Miles McBride, we had Luke Kennard. We had that. And don't forget Major League Baseball, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, Schwarber was the linebacker from Middletown when they played Simon Kenton at Nippert Stadium in an interstate game. And he might have been a better, he might have been a better football player at the time than baseball. But I think, I think based on his uh, economics today, I think he made the right decision. No, you're right. I mean, that's, and those are the things that you just kind of, you know, you don't, you don't always think about. But boy, when you, when you see those guys and hear those guys and, and they represent this area and their programs really well too. Got me brainstorming about a, about a special 25th anniversary podcast. I want to know about those scheduling insights and near misses and late night calls and heck, I can <laughs> even put together another 25th anniversary team like you did. Well, I'll tell you what, Ed, that'd be cool. There, there was there was a couple. The one I remember the most was a year that Canton McKinley. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. Can't McKinley or Maslin, I please. I don't want those people in Northeast sure. Ohio. They already don't like Southwest Ohio sometimes as is. But they were going to play Elder, and they were fired up about it, and then that suddenly kind of dissipated. And that's where you kind of – and it was it was way back. It was in year – I want to say it was year number two, 99, because they wound up playing Walsh Jesuit. They came down here to play at Nipper. So it's just a weird – you know, Mike, and we, there were another – there were a couple other scenarios. And, and, you know, and I love – and believe me, I love the passion of fans. Why don't you have this team play that team? Trust me. We, we've tried. I mean, I'm, I, you know, you and I spend time in this. We know what matchups would be awesome. But that's the other thing I don't think people understand sometimes is there's plenty of matchups we would have loved to have had. Teams wouldn't play other teams. And that's just – look, that's their prerogative. I also, I think, the other thing, Mike, that I, that I always tried to never do, I never wanted to twist an arm. So, in other words – I would call and I'd say, here's what I've got. I've got Nippert Stadium. I've got Saturday. I've got the marquee game. What do you think? And if they, if they had any trepidation, if they said, well, you're not, nope, I don't want to force you. I want you to come kicking and screaming to be a part of this, not kicking and screaming to not. So, you know, from that standpoint, I think that's the other thing I'm proud of is that these people want to keep coming back and that coaches and schools genuinely are excited to be a part of this. That makes me feel good. That makes me feel like what we've done has been beneficial. And, and you know, I think, um, and I want to hit it again, because Skyline Chili has been so awesome. I mean, you know, we do the pep rallies throughout the fall now. It's year 10 for that, where we go out and we do it tied around some showdown games and then other games just in general. But we do kind of that pomp and circumstance, kind of a tailgate party, if you will, at a Skyline Chili and, and the fact, you know, the one thing about Skyline that's so awesome is I've never had one school ever, you know, there's competition. This, nobody's ever said, oh, Skyline, don't bring, they've all said, oh, man, Skyline, that's great. So that makes you feel good, too. It makes, you know, back in, in 96, you know, looking at that Skyline Chili Crosstown shootout and saying, okay, let's try to do something in the fall. Who would make sense to get behind us? They already had such great equity in that to their credit. And now we were able to do uh, to do this and bring them on board. So that's it's been really cool. It's a lot of fun. And I got to be honest, Mike, the media helps too. I mean, you guys and the media covering high school football. I, I know it's tough, and people have no idea. Like sending people all over, you know, the region on a Friday night is not easy. But that that makes it that makes it good too. And I am excited. I mean, what a great kickoff game we've got Thursday night. I mean, Anderson, Princeton, both ranked in the state in divisions one and two. I think they're both number nine. Princeton uh, D1, Anderson D2, great seasons last year. 
you know, Anderson made it till they met LaSalle and lost in the regional semis. Princeton under Andre Parker, Viking Stadium there, which is an awesome facility on Thursday night. One of the few games, I know there's a couple others, but one of the few games in town. And then Friday night at St. X and Elder. I mean, it can't get much better than to start with that. With all five Ohio teams ranked in their respective state polls, Cubcap obviously will be, and they've only won 37 straight regular season games. So when you put all that together, that's a pretty good kickoff to the showdown. You're speaking with the same energy as you did 10 years ago when I was talking to you about the showdown. So it's just great to hear you talk like this. <laughs> Less hair. Um, you know, I, I go to bed a hell of a lot earlier. I'm not going to lie. I try to watch Reds games until, and sometimes I make it, sometimes I don't. But, Mike, I mean, I honestly, I think if I didn't have the energy, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think we all are in that. And coaches say that all the time. I'll stop coaching when I don't look forward to getting there and, and making an impact and doing what we do <clears throat> until we, you know, get to that point and who knows when that will be, but as long as God willing, we can still do what we do. I'll keep doing it. Final thought uh, among your other hats that you wear GCL South commissioner, um, yep. new athletic director there at Moeller, yep. uh, Justin bear, but um, Justin just bear. As, correct. Yeah. As the commissioner, what, what do you, uh, what is your hope for the, the conference this year? And what are you looking forward to the most, I guess? Well, I think the one thing about the GCL South, Mike, is everybody focuses on football, and understandably so. But, I mean, th this is just, as you well know, I mean, these four schools and the competition. I mean, the season we had last year in soccer, you know, the basketball with the, with the tri-champion, I mean, just and, and, and baseball, elder making the state final, and volleyball winning the state champ. I mean, there are just so many, you know, the, the competition. And, and that's, I think, you know, that's the thing that I think we try to do is, while, yes, we realize football gleans a lot of the kind of the lights, we want to make sure that people understand how good this league is top to bottom in every sport. And, um, and, and I think this year is going to be even better. I really and truly do. I think there's a lot of great programs. And, and, and these programs just continue, continue. You know, somebody wants to take over the all-sports trophy, and St. X has kind of had a hold on that, and understandably so. I mean – you know, they, you know, the state swimming championship, I think it's the St. X Invitational. I mean, it's, it, it is, right? I mean, that's how good their program is every year. So I, I just think that that's, that's the fun thing about the GCL South is the competition. And I love the student sections. I mean, to me, hopefully getting back to that and doing it the right way, which we try to do, um, you know, I, I think that's the thing I, I look the most forward to. And then still doing a show on 700 WLW on Thursday nights. And, and Finn, my partner now, it's Gamble and Finn. We have our all of our digital stuff and our social media. This is kind of, I'm in my studio G we call it, which is here in my basement. We do a, a Facebook live thing on Mondays. We do some other appearances and stuff. So we enjoy stuff like that. So that's been a lot of fun too. So yeah, I just think that stuff kind of keeps me going. And uh, you know, like I said, until I get to the point where I, I, I mentally or physically can't go anymore. I don't know what I would do if I didn't do this. I, maybe I'd like to try to find out sometime, but not just yet. Cincinnati Treasure, Tom Gamble, president of in-game sports. Always appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. No problem, Chief. I'll look forward to all your insights throughout the season. Thanks, Tom. Well, as we know, Cincinnati Treasure, Tom Gamble has been at this a long time, dealing with a lot of high school football coaches and athletic directors over the years and uh, does a fantastic job. Look for the 25th anniversary of the showdown next year, and uh, I think he's going to have something special planned, whether – that's uh, at a different venue or a special wrinkle here and there. Um, he wouldn't tell me, but uh, that's definitely, definitely something that uh, I would watch uh, for the radar for next season as well. 
Everybody, you can get this WCPO High School Insider Podcast every week, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And I want to remind you as well, we're going to have all the coverage for you of the high school football opening week on WCPO 9 Sports and also WCPO.com. That's all we have for you this week. Look forward to talking to you next week.